Hey there, everyone. Being a pastor and a coach for the past 30 years, I often get asked this simple question, how do I live in freedom? Now, it's not a simple answer, but it's a simple question. And when I'm talking about freedom, I thought I'd just address, address all the areas of our life. How do I have freedom in love, in living, in serving, in giving, and in growing? And in those capacities, it's really the same process that works in each area of your life. So if I'm going to live in freedom to make a difference in every day and every way for God and for others, I got to understand how that comes to pass in my life and how I begin to live it out every day as well. Now, as believers, as Christians, uh, I think most Christians really battle more with our emotions and our mind than we do our walk or our spiritual life with God. Because when we give our life to Christ, we're born again, we're his sons and daughters, and you know, we believe in him and believe what he says, and we try to walk it out every day. The battle is not do we believe God's who he says he is, and can he give us the strength to walk it out? The battle is how do I deal with my mind? How do I deal with my emotions? And Paul gives us an understanding of that in 1 Thessalonians 5. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, uh, your spirit, soul, and body, holy and acceptable for the Lord, before the Lord to be found blameless in that day. So he gives us a clue. We have a spirit, which is who we really are. We, uh, we have a soul, which is our decision-making resources, our mind, will, and emotions. And we live in a body, flesh, blood, and bones. And that's where our spirit, soul, is all uh, living and, and serving for God. Now, in that, when we begin to talk about freedom and living in freedom to make a difference, what I want you to understand, the, uh, we started a, a few weeks ago, I, gave, I said, I'm going to give you five decisions we must make to live in total freedom. Today, we're on decision number four, and we'll wrap it up next week with decision number five. So here we go. Decision number four, I, I must master my state. I must master my state. Now, what is your state? Your state is determined by uh, what you do with your body, what you do with your mind, and what you do with your words. And we say it around here like this, where my focus goes, where my focus goes, my energy flows. And what I want you to understand, your state has to do with your emotions. We would call them feelings. What most people don't understand, emotions have energy. So if you have uh, an emotion of being down or distressed, how, how's, what's your body language? It's negative. It's, it has less energy. If you're excited and something turned out is so cool and you can't wait to go do this event or this hobby you've been waiting on, you've spent money, you've gotten trained, what, man, you got energy. you you got too much energy. You're trying to calm yourself down. So our emotions are really energy. And when we begin to understand that, if I'm going to control my energy, if I'm going to control my emotions so that I can make the best decisions every day for my life, so I can live the best life God has for me, so I can do my best for him and for others to make a difference, then I need to understand how do I control my state or how do I determine what my state or we call it our mindset, right, really is. So the state you're in is determined by the meaning that you give to anything in life. So, you know, some people will, uh, they're such perfectionists, if they make one little mistake on a project, it's, it's horrible, right? Other people can make five, and they're like, it's okay, I got it done, I feel good about it. In other words, they each gave a different meaning to the project. The same way with love or relationships, the same way with 
what you believe success is as far as your career or your the, your financial plateau or level or wherever you are. So as we begin to think about that, guys, decisions are, are critical that we must control how we feel. And we do that, obviously, through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. But we have to re- the Bible says that we must be the ones that renew our mind, and I'll get into that with you. So what I want you to realize is your state, the state that you're living in right now, will either empower you or to put limits on your life unless you learn how to navigate this, this thing called our state. This, and your state is really what kind of story am I telling myself, and the state is the results of that. So we must choose to master our state. How we feel right now, the energy we have right now concerning who we are and what our assignment is on this earth. So <clears throat> choosing a master state is one of the most vital decisions. I just said that. And what happens is it gives you the energy necessary to accomplish whatever God's plan and purpose is for your life. Now, I talked to you a moment ago about how these emotions work. Uh, Romans 12, 2, a scripture that I love I always quoted in the New King, King James, but I'm going to give it to you in the NIV today. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. The pattern. Get that in your mind. Your state, your emotions, you kind of get in a pattern. You know, you ever been like in deep thought and, and you're like, oh, man, maybe you start getting in fear or anxious about something that could happen. You don't want to happen. And someone tells a joke or says something, you laugh, you almost forget about it. It totally changes what? Your state your emotional state, your feeling, and you're giving off a totally different vibe or energy than you were when you're in that deep, distressing thought, right? Now, it can work when you focus on positive things, can do the opposite that that would do. So what's cool about it, what is, it's all about patterns, right? So to do not, Paul said, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of what? Your mind, and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So God has one will for you. It's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. And the way that's determined is that we don't allow our circumstances, our phobias, our fears, our situations to determine our outlook on life, our competency, or our sonship or daughtership with Christ. Now, I love what the Passion Translation says. It says, Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed. See, that's where every what's happening in you is greater than what's happening to you or around you. Be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. That's powerful, right? This will empower you to discern God's will as you live and live a beautiful life satisfying and perfect in his eyes. And another scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, casting down, what? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, I know there's a lot of scripture, and these are very brief sessions, and I needed to get those in. You can go back and study them yourself. But why don't you realize, what do these scriptures reveal? They reveal the patterns the patterns that serve our life and our goals and the patterns that don't serve us well. And that determines the limit the limit that you're going to live in your life of joy, of satisfaction, and of fulfillment. So what you need to understand is I am not my emotions. I am not my feelings. I am not my mind. 
My mind is here to serve me. I am a spirit. I have a soul, which is my mind, will, and emotions that live in this body while I'm on this earth. And we have to understand greater is he, the Holy Spirit who is in me, than he, the pattern of this world, Satan and the darkness of this world, or even the good stuff in this world that would detract or distract me from God's best. And as I begin to get that and realize who controls uh, the quality of my life, who is it? It's, it's, it's really me, because as I submit to God, I'm the one that's going to determine the quality of my life, not what's going on around me. And how does that happen? Through meaning, emotion, and life. In other words, the meaning I give to my situation right now. You know, if you just got your first job at McDonald's and you're making enough money to pay gas on your little uh, junker you've been driving around in, you're excited. But if you're 45 starting over at McDonald's, how many of you know you're not excited? But the key could be, I'm starting a new career. I'm starting a new life. Everything is fresh. Opportunities abound. Then you're going to have a different approach even at 45 starting over at McDonald's. In other words, you control your state. You're the one that tells your story to yourself, and you begin to live it out loud. And that will determine the quality of life that you have. You see, it's all about your emotional home. Uh, Mark 12, 30 says, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and all your strength. So what happens here is the body, what, what is it? It's the patterns of your body or the energy uh, that comes with all my strength. So my, the patterns of my body, the, the, the mindset I have and the meaning I give to things, what does that do? That determines how much excitement, enthusiasm, and passion I'm going to have and patience I'm going to have to do whatever I need to do. And as I focus on that, the patterns of our body and our energy, then it's going to give me what I need to do what I got to do. So the mindset, the mind has this, the mind, the patterns of focus deals with the patterns of focus. So your body's dealing with the patterns of what? Your, your energy, your emotions, your feelings. Your mind deals with the pattern of your focus. And this is critical, guys, uh, because you have to be the one to give the truth to it according to the Word of God, and you have to be the one that determines the meaning of that, right? And the meaning comes from the third one, your words. So when you take your body, your mind, and your words, your words is what creates the meaning. That's why the Bible says, you know, out of the abundance of the heart speaks life. And it says in the tongue is what? The ability to speak life or death. In other words, God's saying, man, if you have a horrible confession and you're saying, I'm stupid, I'm ugly, you know, I'm, I'll never get that done. Guess what? You won't get it done. And you're not stupid and you're not ugly, but you'll sure what? Feel like it. And when you feel heavy or you feel, you, you know, I'm a little older now, so, you know, I'm like 29, right? No, I'm just kidding, obviously. But, you know, when I was younger and I would look at my weight and i just have a little, I'd go, oh, man, I'm getting soft, dude. I got to work out. You know, and then 10 years later, I look back and go, I wish I looked like that. And then 10 years later, you know, I, I'm looking at myself the way I was 10 years previously, and I'm going, man, I, I look pretty good then. I'd, I'd like to lose and get to that or build muscle tone. Uh, but when 10 years previously, I felt like, man, I just don't have it. I'm out of shape, right? What is it? What meaning did I get to it? And it's so critical, guys, that you cannot negotiate with your mind. You will lose every time that you negotiate with your mind. And I just want to encourage you today. You're the one that determines your state. Your state is determined by the story you tell yourself, right? The greatest story in the Bible, what is that God, for God so loved you, 
that he sent his only begotten son, not that you would perish, but you would have eternal life. And then a great one in third John that I love also equally is for God first loved me. Man, if I could take everything back to my emotional state, if it's the worst day of my life, tragedies happen, whatever, I just always remind myself, God first loved me. It takes the pressure off of me to work up the energy to earn his love. I already have it all. He paid it all for me. And as long as we have the love of the Father, right, and as long as we have salvation, what else is there? Everything else is gravy. And, but, but if we don't see it that way, then we're going to look at every little thing that happens here, every little thing that happens you know, physically or in our career or our business, and we'll never live a fulfilled life. Right before I pray with you, and I want to teach this to you uh, here in the near future, it's really un- interesting to understand when you look at life in two ways. When we look at success, what is success, right? Well, success is an art. You know, you can learn how to master your money, how to master science to do this or that. Uh, But fulfillment is an art. It comes by the way you see things. And some people want to sit by a pond or a lake and fish. That'd drive me crazy, right? But I'd like to be out doing something with more energy or something I like, golf or or hiking or something. That's fine. So what different things fulfill me than what might fulfill you? That's an art. So I want to encourage you, man, as you're setting your state, as you're beginning to submit your, your thoughts, you know, your words and all that to God, and you begin to speak it out and give the proper meaning to where you're at. Instead of saying, this is the worst day of your life, say, well, you know, maybe this wasn't the best day of my life. Or, man, I couldn't believe that they said that horrible thing to me. Say, You can say, well, you know, they probably had a bad day. That's They're a little touchy today. Maybe they went a little over the top, but I love them, right? So if you say they were cruel to me, you're going to get angry and mad. But if you say, man, they were a little over the top. That's hilarious. And go on. You're going to have a great day. They're the ones, their day is going to be terrible, not yours, right? So it all comes back to controlling your state. It all comes back to mastering your state so you could have total freedom in every area of your life through loving, serving, living, giving, and growing. Let me pray for you right now. Father, I just thank you for my friends. And I just know, God, this is something I have to work on daily as well. And I've done it for these many 30 plus years. And I know, God, some's been on this journey, some are just getting on it. I pray you give them the strength, the wisdom, the favor to seek it out and to begin to set the tone for their day and set the tone for their life according to your will and your plan in Jesus' mighty name. See you soon.